dig. What's up? Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, even my own father is always like, I have failed you as a as a dad that you've never seen this. The dude's going to high school and you're like, you look like you're 30, bro. Mel Gibson is William Wallace. Dude, if that dude wanted me to fight, I'd be like, dude, you have my sword, man. I'll go into battle with you. And uh, But I miss movies like this with like just a massive amount of extras, those big battles. These guys are talking about the greatest piece of American cinema ever made, Braveheart. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Things We Dig podcast. As always, I'm your friend, the other Chris. This is Fig. Let's get some digging on. Good evening, fellas. It's Alex. Hi, lad. Tis Dave. Uh, yeah, I can't do that accent, so uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome back, guys. If you're wondering why I'm talking in this shitty Scottish accent, it's because we're talking about the greatest piece of American cinema ever made. Braveheart, Storm Mel Gibson, and uh, that's as far as I'm going to fucking take it, guys. But before we get into our movie talk, I do want to do a quick lightning round and know what is your favorite Mel Gibson movie of all time? I'll start it off and say uh, The Patriot. Oh, fucker. Ooh, really good one, man. But I have to go with Signs. Another, another banger. I'm going to say Lethal Weapon. One. Oh, damn. The original. Okay. The original. Uh, for myself, I wasn't going to take all of those. So I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon 4, which is just hilarious. The cast is amazing, especially with the addition of Chris Rock. Well, you guys took a lot of great movies, so you left one essential role that Mel played in a great movie called What Women Want. You know, what's funny is I thought you were going to say your answer and then I was going to joke and be like, oh, I thought you were going to say what women want. But, you know, you beat me to the punch, Dave. At first, I thought you were going to say daddy's home, too. But yeah. is he in that? <laughs> I think that's Mark Wahlberg. right? Yeah, his daddy's home. His dad, uh, Mark Wahlberg's dad is Mel Gibson in the movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. I need to watch it, dude. Damn. All right, guys. So those are all great male picks. And I, we're going to be talking about Braveheart today. For those of you that are not familiar with it, uh, it takes place in Scotland in the 1200s when England has been taken over the countryside. It gets to a point where a man named William Wallace wants to band together all the clans and fight back against them. He's up against a lot of crazy shit, like corrupt uh, of his own countrymen that just care about lands and titles. You know, ruthless king of England, uh, Crookshanks coming after him. And it's a fucking amazing movie. I have a lot to say about it, but before I get into it, we've always raised Dave for never having seen this fucking masterpiece. So I want to know what you think about it first, man. What did you like? What did you hate? For everything you just said, I was just sitting there like nodding my head because I just, I wanted it to be fresh. So I started watching it at like three o'clock and I finished it around like six, a little past six. And uh, I loved it, man. I thought it was a great movie. Obviously, since I was a child, I've heard it from not just you guys recently. I've heard it my whole life. Like, what? You've never seen Braveheart? And even my own father is always like, I have failed you as a, as a dad that you've never seen this. <laughs> 
So I'm glad I finally checked it off the list and I'm, I'm glad that it lived up to the hype. Just it was one of those great films, man, where for every reason you said, you know, he... Mel Gibson's character, William Wallace, had his values and he wanted his countrymen to have freedom and not be oppressed by the English anymore. And the English were ruthless. I mean, in the very beginning of the movie, they they reset that like uh, law where they get to have sex with the Scottish men's wives before they got to. And I think it was in the hopes to kind of try to take their bloodlines out and hope that the English babies would be born instead. And I was just like, damn, that's pretty wild. And it was just a good movie, man. It was kind of cool to see one of those flicks where enough is enough type of a deal. And they have one guy raise up and convince them just through his pure conviction to be like, fuck this enough is enough. And you have betrayal in the, in the movie as well. And this movie gave me the goosebumps like every other 30 minutes. So it was just really good, man. I, I really enjoyed the ride. And it even though it was three hours, I was fully invested from beginning to end. Yeah, I've seen this movie a few times in my life. First time being a child and watching it as a kid. I just I just love those type of things, action movies and type of that. And like you said, Dave, Mel Gibson as William Wallace, dude, if that dude wanted me to fight, I'd be like, dude, you have my sword, man. I'll go into battle with you. And um, just over the years watching it, it's always been a great masterpiece of a film and you know there's a reason why it won a couple oscars so damn good movie yeah super iconic and memorable um one of those lines you know in cinema that uh, everyone always repeats or at least knows uh, but i miss movies like this with like just a massive amount of extras those big battles i mean like uh, kind of like gladiator and those other ones now i mean it's all gonna be cgi and i don't really think they make them like this anymore this movie came out in 1995 so we we're about seven eight nine years old and I think I watched it probably around that time with my dad. It was fucking insane. I still remember as a kid wondering how they actually figured out the horses, like getting killed and stabbed and wounded and, and how they figured all that shit out. Um, but it was fantastic. And still to this day, I still picture certain scenes, uh, just the battle scenes in general and how they would flash and moon uh, the uh, the other side as a sort of we don't give a fuck, fuck you kind of intimidation aspect. But definitely one of those amazing movies that, like you said, Steve, they might make them again, but it'd be such like epic CGI type things that it's it's really hard to it's really hard to think that back then it was three hours. I would like to think somebody eventually like it will come back around where some younger director one day will be like loved those movies and wants to do it again or something. But that's one thing. Oh, yeah. I, that's one thing I didn't touch on, though, too, was uh, Fig brought it up was the violence. The very first battle scene, dude, I was like, oh, it's just going to be like whatever. I didn't know if this movie was rated R or not, dude. And they were chopping off heads. They're chopping off legs, arms. I was all for that shit man it was crazy i was in my house going like wild watching that shit <laughs> by the end of the movie too i was standing up behind my couch like pacing watching this movie dude damn dude i love it for all the reasons you guys said too i think the beginning of the film really builds like uh you feel for him and his motivations and why he's gonna do this between his family getting killed and then his girl man i forgot how quickly she gets waxed in this movie like there's no speech or anything he just walks up pulls out a knife and kills her dude you're like oh it is on from here and the rest of the movie is just dope man it has like 
some of the greatest battle scenes, I think, ever because they go on for so long, but they keep doing like so many crazy different shots and stuff that it really gives you a feel of the scope of the battle. Like you feel like you're watching a giant ass battle and not just some extras or whatever running at each other. Uh, and I always thought that was amazing. Like you guys are saying, they don't really do like those drawn out practical effects anymore. It's always like shaky cam or chopping from shot to shot really quickly instead of just like these big sweeping longer shots. So I really love that about the film. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask, though, that I never noticed until this watch is I had to look up their ages afterward. Mel Gibson was like 40 when they made this movie and the girl was around 25 and they're supposed to be the same fucking age. And when they're together, he looks like a, a grown ass fucking man. And when he I don't know how old he's supposed to be in this movie, but he's like throwing the rocks at her window and acting like a teenager in love. And I, I just thought it was so fucking cheesy. man. The rest is Dude. amazing. It's funny you said that because out of all the things I looked up, a funny fact is that Mel Gibson was going to turn down this movie because he felt he was too old for the role. But the people were like, we're not making this movie unless Mel Gibson plays the role. So they just felt that he was the guy. But I agree. It's like the, the dudes going to high school and you're like, you look like you're 30, bro. Oh, like, dude, it's funny. You, it's funny you bring that up now because having been the first time i watched it i didn't even catch that dude i did at some point so i'd be like oh i wonder how old mel gibson was when he made this film i didn't look it up but that is hilarious now that you bring it up dude but it didn't bother me at all the scottish scottish men one thing i was curious about re-watching this movie you guys were talking about about the the massiveness of the extras in the back i wonder if they truly have something that they are choreographed to do or they're just like hey see that guy fight him or you know, act like he kills you. I'm really curious with the with the cast, you know, so huge that every person is getting direction on. Like, I'm, I'm just really fascinated about how they did it and conveyed it really realistic too as well, like you guys had mentioned. Yeah, I'd assume there had to be some level of choreography. And other than that, yeah, just telling people to like fucking LARP it up, man. Make it look like you're battling each other. Yeah, but they did do a really good job of it. If you watch uh, The Dark Knight Rises and you see where the police and the cons all rush each other, and if you really pay attention to the background, it is, yeah, they're missing so many shots. You can tell they're kind of just standing around. It is really embarrassing. So uh, they did that really well in this movie. Damn. I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen that, dude, and it is hilarious. There's one, like, nobody even throws anything, and one of the cops just, like, jumps. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was scared. LARPers is extras and they'd probably fucking smash. Super into it. Just like ready to, you don't have to direct him or anything. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Brought my own armor. Uh, one thing I was thinking about when watching this movie is how much it would suck to be a soldier back then. I mean, not that it would be cool to be a soldier and have to go fight and die today, but to just have to be like, all right, we're all lined up. We're going to charge these guys who are clearly outnumber us, have better fucking armor and more cavalry. But we got this, bros. Like, this dude gave a great speech. Fucking let's do it. Like, I would be so fucking scared, man. I was thinking the same thing, man, because how brutal it is. But it would take something like that. Like, they were truly fighting for their own lives and culture, you know, and to truly be free. So I, I I feel like in that situation, you just have to fucking fight, dude. If you're not going to fight, then you're just a bitch. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the, again, just the background actors, like when they're shooting, you know, the archers shoot up and you get hit them really showing that they're in pain. Like you, you, I would, I would purposely look at the background and someone who was shot in the foot or in the sides and, or getting burned alive. Like they would be like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And like, like you said, it's like, there's no helping. There's no medic coming. There's no taking you to the hospital. You're just 
dead or you know maybe hope to die because that wound is not gonna heal right so hope for a quick death i guess in those days <laughs> dude you bringing up those dudes on fire though i just seeing that visual because they were doused with like what uh tar i believe like hot tar yeah, or oil hot oil oil yeah and they're that enough they're like oh and then when they shoot a flaming arrow down there and they're on fire you're just like damn that is the worst way to go out oh dude. my god would you guys want to keep pushing? I know it's war, but it's like the guys are like, oh, those guys are burning alive or that guy just got bumped by a rock by a big old boulder. It's like, all right, you're next. But like, ooh, um, about that. Uh, can I, can we get a couple more strokes on it before I jump in? I'd like yeah. to be on the, the opening push. You know, I think, third wave, please. <laughs> yeah. I think, jo I think Johnny's next in, in line. I have a back. I woke up with a back thing that, yeah, maybe, I don't know uh, if the captain told you, but I sprayed my ankle yesterday on the march here. So I'm going to, you know, I don't know how much help like, I'll be. I mean, I'll in do that it scene, out. In that scene, I was like looking at them like, why isn't anybody like, guys, why don't we have fucking bows and arrows too? It's a pretty primitive fucking weapon. Like they well, were like, getting taken out by him so easily. And I was like, there's not one archer in the sky. I guess there wasn't a lot of archery in that. But what was the funniest point part that I still remember today is when they mooned, when they mooned uh the army. And it was hilarious. It was like, oh, that's awesome. And then they start battling and then they shoot the arrows and minutes go by and an arrow hits one of the dudes in the ass, which is funny. But you're also just like, bro, you guys, how long are you mooning him? Like he was just like loving the moon job that he was doing it. For he was, and everybody's he battling. Was, it's like, bro, stop mooning him. We're battling now. He was that guy. He was that guy. He could not stop. He's like, and fuck this. They fucking shoot the arrows and, and the people are like laughing. Like, oh, I hit my shield. I'm not dying. And then in between the laughter, you hear several people like, oh, 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 oh fucking just dying. Like, oh, God. Like, oh, it got me. It's charge. Did you guys have a favorite uh, moment in this, like a favorite speech that he gave or a specific part of any of these battles that you're like, that shit stands out to me forever. That is my jam. Well, of course, you know, we all talked about, you know, that one famous speech and, you know, one of the most famous scenes. But I think to me, one that stood out was after his wife does get killed and he rides away and they're, they're kind of like, oh, like he's he's fleeing, he's running away. And we fucking see him come back all slow-mo and he's like going. And I don't, I don't know what you would call the guy who killed his wife, like a general of some sorts. He's like, he'll come to us. And like seeing him on top of the hill and he's riding down and you just see the fear in his eyes he's like oh fuck and like he he pretends he's going to surrender to you know one of the knights and he fucking boom starts hitting them and like dave mentioned like the horses like i thought that was choreographed really well really showing like falling off his horse and then he just starts marking fools and then his homies come in and they start just killing everyone even um his friend who whose dad is just like old as shit but he's like fuck these english man this guy's in it and ultimately they fucking slit his throat and that's kind of where like the legend of william wallace begins so that that scene mm -hmm. always stands out to me very uh patriot vibes almost when he is marking the dudes with the axe from afar but i would agree that would be the dope scene i mean of course i can't can't forget just the, the classic scene of him just shouting for freedom and getting everybody hyped up because I don't know how else I'd be ready to battle without just some some massive amounts of just hype before going in. I mean, Dave said he was standing up, so it gets you hyped up for sure. Dude, I know uh, 
William Wallace himself meets a brutal end. We should talk about that scene. But I did think it was dope that he had like his two right hand men, uh, Hamish and the crazy Irishman, Stephen. If you ever need another alter ego on the pod, Steve, that's you could be the crazy <laughs> Irishman, dude. Uh, that they made it to the end. And it's kind of implied that maybe they lived through the final battle or whatnot. So that was cool that not everyone got a shitty ending. But damn, dude, him going out and like not taking the painkiller like a boss so he can have his wits about him. And dude ended up getting his guts ripped out at the end. Super brutal. Even the whole crowd was like, oh, God, stop, please. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty shocking. Like I when I first saw this, I don't think I, I knew there's some sort of crazy ending, but I'm pretty shocked to find out that he was going to die. You know, they didn't survive this. I didn't know the story, but uh, that scene is super memorable for as sad as it is, is one of my one of my favorite scenes, just, uh, you know, the way it's done. And they make the executioner look so damn just like, I don't know, just crazy and just intimidating. Dude. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> the ending for sure. Just just the executioner was badass and scary looking. Super scary, what? but I'm sure it just makes everyone like uh, just really proud to be Scottish. Oh, fuck yeah. One scene. There were so many, man, but one that I thought was kind of cool was when they sent uh, the princess to go speak on behalf of the king, which was really just, you know, a ruse to let them try to sneak attack. But while he was speaking to her and there was one of those, like a guard there with her kind of just monitoring the uh, conversation for the king himself. And he starts talking shit about him in French. And he's just like, uh, he's a savage and blah, blah, blah. And then Mel Gibson just starts talking to him in French and he's like no i'm not a liar he's like but i am a savage and i was just like damn dude that shit is badass you know that guy was just like fuck and just the feeling that the english had the entire time of like holy shit and one other scene i really enjoyed too was when he rallied when he was speaking to the noblemen of uh in scotland and none of them wanted to help and it was after the first battle and he was trying to talk and they were all like squabbling amongst each other and he was just like man fuck this and he was leaving and they're like wait what do you have to say and you know he was like we're gonna to go take England and they're like oh laughing and shit and he's like all right and then they went up and took northern Wales or wherever they went up and overtook that big station or castle and that shit was just like everything he said man even to the king to be you know he was like able to convince him and that's why it was so sad when you saw him betray him dude and just how he felt too he was like I saw the look in his eyes and he was like I'll never have his trust again or whatever and you're just like fuck dude like that scene was so rough for me to watch man dude they were gonna win that battle man if that cavalry would have came in they legit could have won it right there and yeah that mel gibson played that part so well you see that desperation in his eyes when he looks to like he knows they're leaving him and it's just like damn i am we are fucked now like this was going so well this is a perfect plan and these fucking pussies are leaving so we are fucked and you can't help but feel terrible for him dude this is based obviously there is a real william wallace and this was all based on somewhat true events but i mean does anybody know or do you know like was it was that it like they knew william wallace and he was you know battled for scotland everything else is kind of like let's make him seem like just a crazy fucking badass or do we know how true these events were from doing some like i guess like research and just trying to find some fun facts i guess a lot of like historians are sort of like oh braveheart's kind of you know not so true and very hollywood eyes i guess but my head i'm like yeah. I don't know. Still a dope ass movie, even if oh, it's yeah. 
like lightly based on an actual person, but event wise, it seems to be not like fully true or like his, the legend of William Wallace, maybe not quite up there as, you know, the movie lets on to be. Like can probably like how titles. Yeah. It's, I, I did look up one thing. Uh, it was the age difference between him and the princess of Wales. And in real life, it was like the age difference was so big that they wouldn't, and they were never romantically like linked or involved with each other. Uh, yeah. They kind of spiced up the film with that one there. Of course, they got to throw some love in. Like you could say, though, I only imagine the battles, no matter what, a bunch of dudes coming at each other with knives, arrows, axes, and shields. It's got to be some fucking brutal shit, man. Have you, uh, did you guys read the details about his death? No. Like his real death, it says he was hanged, drawn, and quartered, strangled by hanging, but released while he was still alive. He was emasculated, eviscerated, and his bowels burned before him. He was beheaded and then cut into four parts. And then his preserved head was uh, dipped in tar and placed on a pike atop the London Bridge. So, so they did get Dude. that part pretty close, man. Yeah, Before they it, said that in the movie. Super they said they took uh, four, all four of his limbs and like and buried uh, them at all separate points of the country too yeah. to like Burned remind people. Owls. Hey, that's one thing though. With that remaining the the final scene, I had always heard that they chopped his dick and balls up, and oh, so I was sure. always like, <clears throat> I always imagined it was like in battle and that they caught him and they're like, look what we're doing to him, like as an example, and then that led to like inspiration for scotland i always imagined that and so when i saw it happen the way it did i was just like holy shit it was so much more intense and i was downstairs and um i sean was cooking dinner dude and i was just like looking back and i was just like yelling and i was like they're about to show this shit i was like i've always heard about this and she was like please mute it and i was like i didn't and she's like oh that wasn't as bad as i thought and i was like yeah me either but yeah just that was pretty bad all the people in the crowd were chanting what mercy like they wanted him to say it so it would end right is was that the implication like fuck dude one other thing i gotta talk about man and the the prince of england dude what a little bitch he was dude like bitch mate for sure did not want to go to battle did not want to deal with anything just wanted to get drunk he was, and lay around all day and he was totally in love with that the one dude he British. appointed right? oh yeah yeah like, but, but not even that he was like with a dude or anything just the fact that he wanted to shirk all of his responsibilities and just drink all day and hang out and like be a party boy in England and not care about the fucking kingdom when his dad the old man's still out there on the fucking battlefield doing his thing like got no shame dude I love absolutely love the scene it might be my favorite where the dad comes back and they find out that York was sacked and he's just like I'm fucking done dude I'm over this shit grabs his homie and throws him out the fucking window and kills him and it tells his son like this is how it's gonna be from now on (laughs) he's like he's like what do you know and he's like well I know about war and strategy and he's like, okay, tell me what you would do. And he's like, well, and he just tosses his ass out like a two-story castle, dude. He's like, my best friend, Jeffrey, he knows a lot about war. He's like, yeah, I do. It's like, fuck that shit. Fucking plop. Yeah, we're just out on the battlefield. You guys want to learn about war? Maybe dude, come out there with us. That scene's the best because it's like a, par- a parallel of like modern day, like spoiled brat. But that's what you could have done back in those days. You know, it's just like, oh, take your friend and murder him. <laughs> 
Teach you a lesson, Jeffrey. Dude, is his dad like a nice guy? King Longshanks, dude. What a fucking villain, though, for a movie, right? You just fucking hated him. She's like, I want him to die a horrible death. Wasn't wasn't he like trying to hold on long enough to where he could get the word that William Wallace had been brutally murdered or sacrificed in front of everybody? Uh, yeah, at the end, and then that that was also cool. He like couldn't speak anymore. He's too weak, and the one chick whispered in his ear like fucking i forget exactly what she said but basically said like you're gonna lose because this isn't going how you thought it was gonna go they're all chanting mercy out there she really was like look at your son he's a bitch i'm never gonna have a son with him and i'm gonna oh. take over once you're gone oh yeah <laughs> and he was then, like ah and she said she was pregnant with fucking william wallace's kid didn't she yeah and that's what yeah. that was the hollywood little oh, twist yeah. i think on the story but still it was badass <laughs> The uh, looking at the credits and all the actors, this is why I love certain movies like this is maybe a lot of these people did go on and were famous British actors or Scottish actors, but they're not like, oh, this actor, this is Hollywood actor. Like, I don't recognize any of these people. Dude, my man, uh, Mad Eye Mooney and Chibs. Yeah. Chibs from Sons of Anarchy, dude. He's the guy with the scar Uh, on his face. um, Dude, yes. Holy shit. (laughs) And Mad Mad Eye Mooney is the big redheaded dude. Uh, Yeah. Brendan. Do you Gleason. remember his name? Brendan Gleeson. Oh. Then uh, the Irishman, Stephen, uh, probably not as well known, but he also was in Harry Potter in the last uh, one. Dude, yeah, I see. So so definitely th- they have a lot of, you know, actors that are well known. A lot of Harry Potter alone. Pond, you know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see McGonagall in there, unfortunately, but. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> dude, never mind. It, it is funny. Earlier, Chris, you called Longshanks Crookshanks, which is uh, Hermione's cat. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, my bad, everybody. It is Longshanks. We can, I do. We don't, I, do love, I do love cats. Oh, so we don't have to keep that in. But it was just funny. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. That's funny. If anyone's listening to it and heard me in the beginning, they're like, "This fucker." <laughs> guy didn't even watch it leave a review and let us know if it was funny guys okay if you're hearing this slide into figs dms out there (laughs) send me those butthole pictures i didn't get any from the last uh episode (laughs) well you guys got uh any final thoughts on the film anything else you want to get out out there what i do want to say is and i'm not 100 percent sure about this but given that this movie was made in 1995 i feel like a lot of time period pieces from you know that style we'll call like medieval um action slash drama pieces i feel like had to have taken from braveheart right you know we have game of thrones we have lord of the rings these these massive movies with these like armies going up against each other and how it was filmed and how it was choreographed we talked about i feel like a lot of that inspiration for those future movies had to have come from braveheart i mean i'm sure there's movies like this you know maybe in the 80s but i couldn't imagine them being done as well and realistic too as well so braveheart man gotta give it up to it perfectly said bro yeah i would agree man it's definitely iconic the big huge choreographed action scenes definitely set the standard i think for a long time to come maybe even today so love the film i'm glad dave you enjoyed it too yeah man definitely loved it i'm glad i finally took the time to watch it i'm glad you made it as a selection because super interesting film really fun to talk about and yeah just all around had a great time watching this film dude i'd recommend it to people even though i don't feel like i need to it's pretty iconic but for all you people out there that have never seen it give it a watch hell yeah guys well thanks for talking about it with me but i think we might roll into some games now
All righty, fellas. So, yes, we're going to roll into a movie game. So I was thinking Mel Gibson is a action star. So I think a game around that where I'll give you guys a few clues, some funny, some serious, some pretty on the nose. And then you guys will guess that action star. So it's going to be a free for all. So whoever guess first gets those points. So you dudes ready? Hell yeah. Let's fucking do it. Bye, laddie. All righty. So for the first one, this action star has starred in 150 films. He starred in Snake and Eagle Shadow and had his very own cartoon on WB Cartoon. Jackie back Chan. In the day. Yes. Jackie Chan. Damn. Oh. Nice, Steve. Nice. 150? 150 films he starred in. Damn, I was man. panicking. I was panicking when you said 150 films. I was going to say, John Wayne, John Wayne. <laughs> Shanghai Noon, man. Hell yeah. Shanghai Noon, dude. I need to revisit that film. Such a good one. <laughs> All righty, Steve. Good job. Yes. So you got those points for Jackie Chan. All right, fellas, to roll into the next one. This action star was born in West Germany, got his breakout role in the TV series Moonlight. He also had his own cartoon <sighs> called Bruno. He was sent back in time to be killed by himself. Uh, and he, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Nope. Arnold he, Schwarzenegger? Nope. Oh, Any guesses? Uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren? Not, I don't know. Nope. The, the, wait, 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 wait. This last clue, Dave, I'll give you a shot, but I have one more clue that will instantly give it away. Um, here, I, I guess I'll get... I honestly don't know. So just do the last clue, because I don't, I don't have a guess. <laughs> All right. He fought... At Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, Bruce Willis. Ding, ding, ding. Guess who? Oh, I was going to fucking say Bruce Willis, dude. I didn't was know he was uh, born military, military baby? Oh, um, maybe. So. Yeah. I thought when I said Joseph Gordon-Levitt, somebody was going to, because I was thinking the Ooh, same movie. And Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Bruce Willis. Yeah, is that, is, that is funny. But for some reason... Germany. I thought Joseph, he didn't seem like he was from Germany. I knew somebody would have to toss Schwarzenegger out, but he's from Austria, right? Austria, yeah. Yeah. All righty. Yes. Of a bitch. Good job, AB. Got those points. All righty. Moving on to the next action star. Studied classical ballet. He throws a mean sonic boom. There's a statue of him in Belgium. Jean-Claude. <laughs> yes. The muscles from Brussels. Muscles from Brussels. JCBD. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, yeah, Steve. Action star, man. Getting those points. All righty. We'll move on to the next action star. He has six black belts. Bruce Lee. Beginning his acting career in 1968. Has really good sidekicks. Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yes, Dave. It is Chuck Norris. <laughs> Dude, as funny as it was, me missing the Bruce Lee made me guess when you said he has really good sidekicks or whatever. I was like, oh, it's fucking gotta be Chuck Norris. All righty. So good job, Dave. You're on the board. This next action star was an athlete turned actor. He had a successful business laying brick and concrete, won a Golden Globe for his role as Joe Santo in Stay Hungry. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Also a wow. roofer with, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Steve, that's just cool. cleaning up. Son. Do you think when he was doing that, was that. he still like rigorously lifting too? Was he just oh, like. Jacked? Yeah, he came over with Franco Colombo and there were, uh, that was a time of like pumping iron pretty much. Damn, nice, nice. All righty. Last one, fellas. So this action star was actually a bodyguard for Michael Jackson. He's also a double black belt and almost fought Joe Rogan in a UFC match. 
Oh, it's um, Wesley Snipes. Wesley motherfucking Snipes. Oh, uh, I did not I know, know he was that. Michael Jackson's bodyguard. Nah, me neither. During uh, the Bad album, which he makes an appearance in the Bad music video, so m- must be some correlation with that. But yes, Dave, Wesley Snipes. That's also, wild. He dude. was gonna fight Joe Rogan in the UFC. It would have been one of those like celebrity kind of matchups kind of deals, but yeah. So uh, thank you, dudes, for joining me on Guess That Actor. Let's roll into some two-second tunes. Two-second tunes. You only got a little bit of time, baby. Go two-second tunes. You only got one, two. All right, gentlemen. Yes, we are going to jump into some two-second tunes. I was torn on what to do. I looked up the composer of Braveheart, who actually has some very well-known movies, Avatar, Avatar 2. He's done stuff with Titanic. He's done stuff in Jumanji. Our favorite movie, Land Before Time. Homie's got credits on that bad boy. So and his name so, is? Um, his name is, let me get to the notes. Steve, help me out. It's uh, James Horner. Thank you. James, Rest James Horner. Yep. We're going to do the best year, the year that this movie came out in. For points off the bat, anybody remember what year I said? I said what year it Nine, came out. 95. So yeah, went to the top billboard charts of 1995. We were all young. We were busting. Had that Walkman CD CD player. The ones that skip if you moved it too quick. But we are going to jump into that. I'm going to ask you individually. Give me the title. Give me the song. And anything else you got. We're going to start out with Chris Christmas Cookie. All right. Two to three seconds, my man. Here we go. Uh, Gangster's Paradise. That is correct. Who sings it? Uh, oh man. Uh, T- Tupac. I don't oh. know, man. I don't even know. I don't know. Can any of us still? Can we still? Can we? Still? Think, Weird Al uh, sings the remix. It would be a lot cooler if you knew it, man. Yes. Very cool. The I think Keenan and Kel would really know. Not like if you knew the answer. <laughs> um, it is not Tupac. It is. Coolio. Coolio. Oh, there you go. Coolio, yes. Coolio and, and some other guy as well. Oh, Coolio. Money and, and the power. LV. Power and the money. Pretty sure LV. <laughs> it's credited saying that. Great song. Okay. Uh, nice job, Mr. Chris. We're moving on to Figueroa, the other Chris, or the current Chris. Let's do it. All right, here we go. That is Kiss by Rose by Seal. That I can pay you to a kiss correct. from a rose on the grave. One and fucking name? You think you're Seal, man? <laughs> featured on the movie? The movie yeah. Batman Forever. That's right. Star- starring? Starring who is Batman? Starring Val Kilmer, Nicole Kidman, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Chris O'Donnell. That is correct. I'll throw some as many dings as I can in that situation, but... Dings all around, man. Dingleberries. So well done. <laughs> we, we are going to jump to... Uh, who are we going to jump to on this one? We're going to jump to... We're going to jump to Steve. I couldn't decide to give this to. So, Steve, here you go. That's TLC and uh, Waterfalls. That is correct. Woo! Uh, I own the uh, Grammy Award nom- nominees '95 CD. Mm. Oh, do you really? 
And there yeah. we go. Nice. Cool. Great, great time to be alive, fellas. All right, that is David, Mr. DB, coming up next. Let's do it. I'm ready. There's somewhere I gotta go. Um, Tom Petty. Tom Petty's correct. Uh, you don't know how it feels. You don't know how it feels. That is correct, dude. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a great song. It is a great song. R.I.P. Yeah. 95, man. Some bangers. All right. We're going to just skip back to the beginning from there, and then we'll have a couple uh, deal breakers at the end. So get ready for it. The answer is Tupac. (laughs) This one's coming to Mr. Christopher. Uh, I don't want to be with you. Uh, uh, only want to be with you. Know yep, that's the the lyric right there and title. Bye. I'm, so, I'm so bad with artists, man. I could sing you this whole oh, song. Right. But it's, by, it's, yeah, I get it. By who, man? By who? <laughs> who do you the, think? The, the who? <laughs> you don't even. You don't. You don't even really got a fish for the answer. Come on, man. Don't blow it. It's uh, like being yeah. a blowfish. Oh, <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, if I got, got that it. wrong, my uncles would have killed me because growing up, they fucking love Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. So. Like you yeah. said, oh, great man. song. But oh, who did it? Who did hard it? to put the, the name. Like when we do trivia and they would play those songs and you're like, oh, I fucking know this song. Yeah, I can, well, I can sing like, songs. I'm terrible with song names and song artists. I Hootie, exactly. Hootie and the Blowfish and like maybe Blues Traveler around the same time. I mm-hmm. feel like I kind of could confuse them a little bit, you know, when I was young. Oh, yeah, Always the yeah. weirdest name because you don't want to go by Hootie. Don't name a band, you know, like after a person and a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. It's like, I don't want to be called Hootie anymore. Like, no, you're Hootie for life. And he was I'm, never Hootie, you know. He just said, "He said I never was Hootie. That's just our band, Hootie and the Blowfish." I go by Darius Rucker, the country megastar now. <laughs> All right, fuck yeah, nicely done, correct, Mundo. Jumping to Mr. Stepani. Oh, different order. <laughs> oh wait, no, I skipped. Uh, <laughs> changing round, out. we're changing round two up a bit. <laughs> uh, Mr. Figueroa. I was gonna say, is it because I'm Mexican? <laughs> it's just something about your face. Let's go. You're my wonder by uh, Oasis on the album. I don't know why I said that. I totally. <laughs> I was like, he's really putting himself now out there with guess, that one. Man, for all the, the album is um, what's the story? Morning Glory or something wow, like that. Oh, that is the that is the name of the album. Correct. Good job. Ooh, I had to say myself. He's, like, he's like, give me a second. Give me and a then, second. Uh, Weird Al, of course, at his parody <laughs> album of that album, What's the Story, Glory Hole? <laughs> I, I partially want to think you're telling the truth, but I also feel like you're full of shit. I <laughs> wish. That's more like, <laughs> that's more Wheeler Walker-esque. <laughs> Dave is totally full of shit, like 97% of the time. I thought at first you said, yeah, that he was going to, he did a, like a cover of that song. But once you did Glory Hole, I'm like, hmm, I was not 1995. We are not there yet. Yeah, definitely not. Not yet, at least. Maybe underground somewhere. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, fucking A. Correct. Everybody's smashing, by the way. I like the teamwork as well. So, Mr. Steven, for real this time. All right. Come over, tell your friends, jump in the GM3. I got the chronic by the... Tupac. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, no, Chris. This is not Tupac. Uh, I'm trying to think of this song. I know it's Uh, just... Is it just Big Papa? Biggie, Small. the title is Big Big Papa. Great job, great yeah. job. Yes, sir. The notorious B.I.G., you could say. Yeah, 
uh whatever yeah big papa and uh biggie biggie smalls nice job um i thought he, i thought chris got you for the for the second you paused and he said tupac and i'm <laughs> hey, like oh if he says uh, tupac right now a little correlation <laughs> to william wallace christopher wallace hey. oh i wonder if they're related maybe yeah way back with the lumberjack the scottish roots baby nicely done you guys are smashing this i'm proud 95 you guys are representing and we're not going to shy away. We're going to keep it rolling with Mr. DB, all right? Here comes the tough one. Okay, so I know the song is Cotton Eye Joe, but I have no fucking idea who sings it. <laughs> <laughs> this was the trickster, uh, yes. Cotton Eye Joe. Is, it a, is, is there like a, DJ, a DJ? Is it, uh, is there... They're what people call another word from people in the kind of South Midwest area. Uh, um... It could be. T- it's a good. It's a good term. You're a hard worker, but it can be mm-hmm. blue collar. Blue collar. Well, no, no, not that. Different colors. Redneck. Nice redneck. Rednecks. Yes. Okay. Nice wow. R e d n e x. Okay. And like you said, Dave, I think there. That's the only song I could. I could tell you about. Um, question: do, do rednecks also sing the hamster song? Because they sound kind of similar. Beat a beat up beat bo bo. That one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty Come sure on, that's everybody a, do the hamster dance. Part of me wants to think that's sampled from Cotton Eye Joe, but I don't know. That's a good question. Now get to the producers on that. Definitely came out later. All right. Final two rounds. Might go quick. We'll see how it is. Everybody just shout it out at a reasonable, a reasonable shout. All right, here we go. Michael Jackson, Earth Song. Dang, Dave, you paused for a minute thinking somebody's going to slip in there. But Michael Jackson yesterday. I mean, sorry, Earth Song, Michael Jackson yesterday. <laughs> he was, what, what about us? <laughs> that wasn't that hard, nice. but uh, Dave came in pretty clutch. Sorry, guys. I'm a big MJ fan. I ignore the static out there. Just in it for the art. All right. Here we go. One more song to seal the deal. Here we go. Ooh. Sounded like the Beatles. 95. Well, gentlemen, this song was from the Beatles, and it did come out in 95. It was released in 95. Oh, shit. Ooh. It almost sounds like uh, a day in the life. No, it's not. Is it... um? I feel like I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was called. Can we get another little two seconds? This was based off a demo that John Lennon wrote in 1977. But you guys want a little more? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, free, free like a bird. Like a bird? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, free like a bird or. Free as a bird or free as a bird. Free as a bird. Dude, that is a that's a great song, man. Anthology. Is the the music video, is it in black and white? Um, it's weird, weirdly, it's like old. So it has like blues in it still, I want to say, but it is very whatever happened to. I think I want to say it's black and white, but you know how they can go back and like change the colors. It had a little bit of color in it, but Oh, okay. I do enjoy that Beatles song. I want to do more uh, laid back vibes. Oh, yeah. For sure. I want to do more information because I was I was questioning it. I was like, there's no way this came out in 95. Uh, it had its first public free as a bird. I want to say, yeah. It's wild, dude, because I knew it was 95, but it sounded so like 
a something I had heard in a Beatles song and I just couldn't place it. I was gonna say Freebird, but that's another song, right? By yeah. and I was like, no, it's not Freebird, but I knew it was something along those lines, but that's uh Leonard Skinner. Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. So that was uh John that song John Lennon was passed, and the the rest of the the Beatles did the song based off his demo. Damn. So I never knew that. That's wild. If Stan, correct me if I'm wrong, I could be incorrect on some of that information, but YouTube, YouTube doesn't lie. We're good. <laughs> and that wraps it up. Congratulations, everybody. Dave swooped the last two ones. So give it to him since he did just finally watch Braveheart. So <laughs> and uh, that'll it. do it. Great game, Alex. But I think we're gonna close it out with the always classic one has to go. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit Because one has to go And I thought for the first round we would do our lightning picks from the beginning of the pod. Favorite Mel Gibson movies because we all had really good ones. And as a refresher, I picked The Patriot. And I had signs. I did Lethal Weapon numero uno. I'm on the Lethal Weapon train, Lethal Weapon 4. And my movie was... What women want. Well, uh, as good as the film as it was, Dave, I'm going to have to go with what women want because the other ones are just (laughs) what I want, what a man wants. (laughs) That is, though, a pretty damn good movie, man. Like, I know it's it's different take on a Mel Gibson movie, but quite hilarious, quite good concept for a movie. But like as Chris said, put it up against the rest. It's a little hard. Not to let it go, even though it's a quality movie, but women want is off the island for myself. Yeah, same. I just watched a trailer for What Women Want, though, the other day, and I was like, this is actually pretty, pretty good movie. I get to vote, so I will toss my vote out there. Uh, Chris, what did you say? Uh, the Patriot, dude. Yeah, Patriot's got to go. <laughs> no. Oh, bro. That was the, That's like the, the Braveheart sequel, son. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, I I regret not saying um, Lethal Weapon 2 now, I guess, right? <laughs> Sandwich, <laughs> yeah. Sandwiched myself in between these guys, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, still <laughs> no, I, I threw myself out there on a limb with what women want. Honestly, you guys all said really good Mel Gibson movies first. And I kind of just panicked and thought of the next Mel Gibson film that popped in my brain first. And it was what women want, which was a comedy. It was funny. It was a decent movie, but it doesn't fucking hold a candle to <laughs> the other selections. So oh, yeah. I get it. I'll vote my, I vote my damn self off the island. It's a good movie, man. I, I own the DVD. Yeah. There you go. I mean, Patriot would have been my choice. So for really? life. All right, guys, that was a good one Uh, for round two. I thought we would do our favorite, like, historical war or action movie. For myself personally, I'm going with Troy. Nice. Starring your boy Brad Pitts. Damn. Man, I'm instantly thinking of Saving Private Ryan because that's one of my favorite movies of all time, let alone a war movie. It's definitely probably number one for me, war movie wise. No, I won't vote you out, bud. I know it's a a bit of a safe one, but goddamn, dude, it is so damn good. I don't know if this is super accurate, but Gangs of New York. I will allow it, dude. I will allow it. Pretty fucking badass movie. I wasn't going to go Hacksaw Ridge, but yeah, just to mix it up, I'm going to go with one of the uh, classics when we were younger, Black Hawk Down. And if you watch that movie uh, now, it is star-studded. 
I will also go with another movie that was star-studded from when we were young and throw Schindler's List out there. Okay. Uh, you know that's a step up. You know action, that's a step up. Action movie. You got historical. Be historical. Uh, historical. Historical. Okay. Sorry. Action has, or war movie. One has to go. Action or war movie. <laughs> one has to go. Someone. It is. Was, that uh, is a. It is war. It is someone who is not voting for Schindler's List. Want to go first? All right. So, uh, Chris, Chris, what was yours? <laughs> you sure you don't want to pick something else, Dave? Let me throw another one out. There's right. a tough um, list out there, bro. Because so all four of like... ours were really, it was like, oh, these are going to be really hard decisions. And then it wasn't going to be a hard decision. All right. All right. I'm going to say, though, but... okay, can I change mine? Um, what about we'll what about does Forrest Gump fall under the category? No, man. What? There Vietnam, <laughs> like Vietnam a, and uh, history. Uh, all is, is wrapped up in a history and Vietnam. All right, man. We'll, we we'll give you a Schindler's list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, I guess give me um the fucking uh uh, full metal jacket. Oh, see, there we go, man. I, now you're a contender. You're back in the ring. I honestly was thinking Forrest Gump to myself, Dave, because I was like, kind of a war movie. I mean, there's, you know, I wouldn't have voted you yeah, off, but I mean, well, you, you, you did come on, come back in strong. So we'll say that. This is actually a really hard decision now because I like all five of these movies a lot. Uh, God damn it. I, I mean, I hate to do it to you, Dave, but I think I'm going to go Full Metal Jacket. It's an amazing, amazing movie. But just as far as like, like, you know, not too far in the past war movies go, I just Black Hawk Down had way more of an impact on my youth, man. It came out that time where I was a teenager and I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Still holds up to this day. And dude, Gangs in New York and Save Pride Ryan, there's, there's no way they're getting touched. So I'm sorry, bud. You don't deserve it this time. <laughs> I'm just going to hop up on that train, Dave. Same thing Chris said. Great movie, but I can't I can't vote mine out and I can't vote everybody else's. Yeah, I didn't want to jump on that train. I really didn't <laughs> want to. And I just kept going back between the movies that we all picked. I'm like, it was just the one that I am. I, of course, I've seen it, but I'm just one that I'm not like too connected to like the others. So sorry, DB. Bunch, man. Uh, yeah, definitely like uh, Stanley Kubrick, of course. But uh, as far as like maybe rewatchability, um, that one's that one's. Uh, I don't know it's kind of like psychological in the same time. So I'm gonna go with a Full Metal Jacket as well. Well, I I will sit here and say I really wish I would have stuck to my goddamn guns and just been voted off the island with a great film in Schindler's List. Oh, you would, dude. Yeah, you would have been voted off with any of those answers. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll uh, say, just, well, uh, Full Metal Jacket's a great movie because Ronald, Ronald Lee and Ermey. And that's the main thing I think of when I think of that movie. Mm -hmm. But um, even though it doesn't matter, I'm going to have to vote off um, the movie Troy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great film, dude. Well, Troy. it's a lonely vote so far. Just, just Dave on there with his terrible decisions. Does anyone have third question and maybe we can get him some company? Uh, yeah, so I do have a topic since Braveheart was somewhat of a revenge movie or it is a revenge movie. How about I throw three other revenge movies out there and we vote one of those off the island. So the three I have in mind are Kill Bill, Gladiator, or John Wick. If we had to vote one off the island, which one would it be and why? Ooh, I know in our most recent pod, we uh, we really chalked up John Wick 4. We're all excited for it. 
But I think of these films, I would vote it off the island, man. I absolutely love the Kill Bill films and their style. They are amazing. And the Gladiators in my Gladiator will always be safe as a pick on the show for me. So goodbye, John. As much as I'm a uh, Tarantino fan, I'm going to go with Kill Bill. I think uh, John Wick, I mean, that was, had so many moments where I'm just like, oh, holy shit, you know, like, and I've really felt like fear for the guy just knowing John Wick's coming after him. Well, I agree. A lot of headshots. My only argument, I got to let John Wick go. I guess because it's the newest, it's the newest movie. And maybe, maybe that's why. I'm against it. The other two are just kind of ingrained into my head. I can think of so many different moments. So give me another year after John Wick 4 comes out and I might change my mind. I'm going to be the only one who votes for Gladiator, but I feel like the other two films are more so like straight up revenge. Like the whole movie, both of those characters are driven by getting their revenge and taking a shitload of people out along the way. Gladiator, I feel like he's forced into being a gladiator which yeah it is like revenge in, in a sense but i feel like the other ones are more so like straight up like they're a, a person with a mission to just get that straight revenge dave did you fall asleep in gladiator because it's a revenge movie bro but he's a slave <laughs> the whole time the other people are like out there murking like body counts off the yin yang yeah. to remain oh all righty so john wick you are off the island Good luck. He'll be back. He's gonna be he'll murder. Up. He'll murder his way back. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. Good luck kicking him off. All right, guys. Well, another great um, one has to go round as always, and another fucking great pods, lads. Talking about Braveheart. Uh, thank you for indulging me, David. I'm glad you finally took the fucking trip with us. So, as always, I'm the other Chris. Have a good night, dudes. Damn good podcast, my friends. Later days. All right. See you on the next one. Take care, y'all. Twas an honor, lads. Give me my damn shovel and I'll dig any day with yous. Baby.